0: Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a monster truck driver to deliver pizza. And the neighbors are going wild. You can hear that engine from a mile away, Fran. And he's foregoing the driveway and heading right up the lawn and over the azaleas. What a power move. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. With six-foot tires and a roll cage, this pizza guy could quite literally crush the competition. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit GEICO.com local today. well hello listeners this is jim your keys bartender a keys bartender we've talked about that before i didn't want to be the keys bartender but according to this podcast i am the keys bartender not not the only suitable or appropriate or capable bartender in the keys just that's the way it is um i am coming to you as a i told you we were getting some cool weather and we did get some cool weather today it was so cool today that, uh, let me tell you what happened this morning. Uh, I was getting up extra early with my family. My wife and daughter were going to head, uh, she heads to the gym before she drops her daughter off, goes to the gym, and uh, then goes to work because she starts work around 9 o'clock. So they head out of here at 20 after 7. Well, at about 20 minutes later, I was supposed to go up to Miami. I recently, I recently purchased a used vehicle from a dealership a low mileage used vehicle it was a good deal i saw it on carfax <clears throat> but it had a dent in the right rear corner and we agreed on the price and all that and i asked also that they fix the debt so i had to take it up there to get it fixed and get a uh, a loaner so i did i was planning on that i didn't do it yet but so it's 25 to 7 rolls around, the family goes out, temperature still in the lower 50s. Now, that may not seem like cold down here, but the cars down here aren't used to experiencing that too much. So when you, uh, like up north, you find out when your battery starts going bad, usually on the first cold days, because it takes a little more. And that battery must have been on the way out because she went out there and it was click, click, click. And I looked at it and I remembered I had purchased it over three years ago and I'm looking at the battery and it didn't look that great. I said, wow, I was cheap. Some cheap bastard. You know, buying a $100 battery, a $107 battery. So um, we had all that action going on with 15 minutes to spare before I had to take the car back. And... So I gave her my old car, which I was selling, that still was insured and registered uh, to drive there. And I took my car I just purchased up north and left her, pushed her car back in the driveway, uh, vowing to fix it. So we, you know... We went up north, and then you know said it's kind of uh, chilly. And in Miami, it even got colder. It was in the upper 40s at night, which is extremely cold for down down here. Uh, they have only uh, I know people around my age, 57 years old, uh, and I think they said it was 1977 when snow fell and it landed on the ground and. Obviously, it always lands on the ground, but I mean, it landed and stayed for a little while. They didn't have any significant accumulation, but that was the only time they ever really saw snow down here in, in Miami. So <clears throat> that was the beginning of my day, and I drove up there, got up there at nine o'clock, dropped my vehicle off, got the loaner, ha- headed back. Dealing with Miami. Miami is full of, um, is known for having aggressive drivers. And usually people down here, they get all kind of veiled comments about Cuban-Americans being the aggressive drivers. Trust me, there's plenty of people that look exactly like me that are aggressive drivers too. Just because the community has a high percentage of Cuban-Americans doesn't mean all Cuban-Americans are bad drivers and that they're aggressive. It's just the Miami drivers are aggressive. It is a it is a high pace, fast moving um, highways here. I mean, people zipping in and zipping out. It is it looks like a speedway, a racetrack when you're going down there. So for me, it's it's almost you know it's, it's almost a fifty mile fifty miles out, fifty miles back. And Then I had the loaner. I, I drove back. Bought a new battery, a better battery. Uh, You know, quality counts. I should have remembered that. They always say, you know, you get what you pay for. But you know, that old battery, even though it was cheap, did last three years, and that's surprising. It wouldn't have lasted three years up north. Uh, It was it was a crappy uh, Kmart battery, and I figure you can see that because uh, Kmart's almost closed. What do you got? Thirty stores left, right? So I went to one of these chain stores and got a Delco battery, or diehard battery, a Gold Series, which is, that used to be the Kmart brand, but I don't have that, any, I don't think they have it anymore. But it it's a decent battery, not that, you know, obviously it's not the top of the line, but it's still, it's almost, it's $200. So I got that, and in the new cars nowadays, they, at least on some of the new cars, and this is on a particular Chevy brand, they put the computer on top of the battery yeah it's kind of crazy so you got to be really careful about how you're doing you don't want to screw up your car computer so yeah i dealt with that this morning then i changed the battery out uh took the old one back to the store which you know was back and forth and i did and then took my wife's car, took it down to her place of work, picked up my old car, drove it back to the house because I'm selling it. And all told, it was uh, around 100 and, what 150 miles of uh, driving this morning and then coming to do the podcast. But it's, it was highway driving. There's only a couple places where there were slow down, city driving. We go stop and go, and that's when I got up to Miami, for the last two miles, and down here when you go into Isle Mirada, like I said, and <clears throat> I said Miami has the aggressive drivers. Yesterday, I was dropping my daughter off at of school, and I'm when I drop her off at of school, I normally go to the gym right after that, and I'm pulling up to a uh, a school uh, zone. But the light had gone off, so it's regular traffic. And the traffic light—it's a—it's only a traffic light; uh, it's a warning light normally, just yellow, flashing yellow. It turned back to a flashing yellow light at the school that had already opened, so the school zone is open, and the traffic is the traffic signal is not going on; it's not changing the green anymore. So anybody stuck in that street is waiting for an opening in the traffic, but it's still. You know, 8, 8.30 in the morning. That's when it's kind of busy down here. Two lanes. One lane going north, one going south where I was. And some guy decides to zip out, you know, 100 feet in front of another truck that's going south. And in front of me, which was about, ended up being about 20 feet. And he almost hit him with my car. I just purchased. And he fished. He has a pickup truck. And he fished. And I wrote down, I wrote down his license plate. Uh... Well, I mean, I didn't know what I was going to do, but the guy—if he got any crazier, if he hit anybody, you know, hit anybody or did anything—at least I would have had uh, notice of that. Now I know when I'm dropping my daughter off, I'm going to be a little more attentive coming out of that section because if he's dropping his kids off every day at that school, I might have to deal with him once or twice, or someone will have to deal with him. Um, hey, listen. If you're real, I mean, using your vehicle for your impatience is a quick trip to either the emergency room or the morgue. And like I said in previous shows, there's been an inordinate amount of deaths on Route 1 down here. And I don't want to be a downer, though. You have to really be careful when you're driving because there's a lot of things going on. You have a lot of people. There's multiple things going on. You got, you're on an island, there's no workaround, so when there's an accident, it usually stops. That's the main thoroughfare, and there's only a couple places where you can kind of go around if you're lucky. But that wasn't one of them. And uh, so if you even have a minor fender bender, it causes a big disruption. If it's worse, it's a huge disruption. So you got to really be careful. And then you have tourists who aren't exactly a lot of international tourists who, who are sometimes driving, and they don't have as much experience with our traffic, traffic patterns when you're driving. Now when I drove in Poland or Germany or anything like that, I you know people are similar. You gotta, there's slightly different rules in different countries, but they're generally the same. You know, about pulling off to the side when someone's passing. You got to find out what the slow lane is. If you're going to go regular and what the passing lane is. But on these two lane roads, people try to make an extra lane out of the, the breakdown lane or the shoulder. And then try to go around. And we get a lot of pedestrians and people on bikes and stuff like that. So they got, we got to be careful all around. But that being said... Um, it's not even really season yet so I'm just waiting for that and you just got to be on gotta be on the ball within a week I almost had a truck merge into me also another one other than that, all that other stuff and I did pass that accident where the woman got hit I mean it was like a minute after it happened and uh, that's a sad thing you just got to be careful for for those people down here it's a small town with a lot of road a lot of people on the road and a lot of construction vehicles and a lot of trucks because it's like a long tenuous supply line it's all supplied by truck all the way going down there so on a lighter note very interesting i'm Come home I do all that stuff I feel fun, kind of accomplished I, I talked to a couple people that were interested in my former I mean my my old car and what happens that people do with that is I posted it uh, on a social network on the marketplace they have and down here I get we're in South Florida and you know the largest uh, I hesitate to call minority group because I think they could be the majority this uh, between Miami and South, I think more than half the people are Spanish natives. I mean, native Spanish speakers, or they speak Spanish at home very comfortably. So, my name's Jim Haran, and I posted for this vehicle, and I'm getting questions in Spanish. And I answer them. Some of them I understand, I, I understand the questions. Other they're using slang, so I got to uh, translate it. And then they said, I'm no habla. Espanol. I can speak some of it. I understand when you're asking for price and this and that, and then they, you know, they go lowball you right away. And I say, ah, that's not, it's nice when they lowball you right away because it tells you, you know, to get real low, you say, it's ridiculous. I'm not going to deal with it. You know, they're going to, if you start lowball and uh, someone's asking you less than 50% of the price, then they're actually looking for a 25% cut because you're going to come back and, if it's, uh, let's say, $6,000 and they come with $3,000 and you go, wow, what where, where do I have to work with? You know? Try to be You try to be legit and the fuckers are trying to lowball you all the way down. Yeah, you know, the guy, well, no, it wasn't 3000 it was like 2500 Something like that. I'm not saying that's the exact price because the car's not in that good shape. It's actually lower than that. <coughs> and... You know, some of them that are doing it, uh, I I realize most people have driver license and things like that. Uh, I am um, a notary, so when we do this transaction, I'm going to insist that we do it legitimately and get everything uh, transferred and notarized. So... I'll just, I'll just say, hey, listen, this is what the car is and blah, 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 blah. Sign over. I have the title. Sign it over to him and let's get it. Let's go over to DMV and do it. Because they'll just take off and, you know, if anything should happen, I'm still the owner of the vehicle, according to them. If they got in an accident, I'll be liable. And they can say, oh, I didn't buy it. I was just driving it. Or just leave it there. They'll leave it and I have to get it towed. So, I, I, truth in advertising, I asked for a, a price. I'm trying to st- stick close to it. Or, you know, I may, you know, what, whatever. I may uh, work with them a little. But I didn't put that price there to go half. And uh, that's the end of that. But, like I said, truth in advertising. I was watching the news when I got back. I, I I was hungry. I had a little breakfast. But, I mean... I was hungry from doing all this, the battery driving up to Miami and back and delivering my wife's car with the new battery back to her place. And I turn on the news and all of a sudden I hear a a kind of a a light, lilting opera singer, a woman in a yoga class. And I go, what's that about? But the singing isn't coming from the person's voice. It's coming from their crotch. It's commercial for a... um, a uh, pharmaceutical item, uh, over-the-counter pharmaceutical, to fight yeast infection. So it was a singing vagina. And then they ended it, where they ended, and the person's, you know, she's doing the spread eagle on the headstand with spread eagles doing the singing out of the vagina. You don't see the, you know, the lips move, uh, pun intended. But, uh, it's kind of interesting it, that, you know, a lot of commercials like They're they're not doing a lot of the. They do some of the Disney commercials you see now since COVID, and you don't see as many the vacation commercials. You see some of them advertising come to sandals, and or you know they're advertising. We're getting advertisements for cruise cruises. We went on a cruise before, Um, and there are some people that go on cruise. You know, and you know what they end up. If you went on a cruise now, you'd be on a cruise with a bunch of people that don't think this uh, pandemic is anything to really worry about. So that's who you'd be, you know, you have to consider that. You know, it's funny, I'm, next week I'm getting my second, I hope I'm getting my second shot. I'm trying to get in touch with the place. But, uh, you know, uh, there's not a lot of these commercials out there. There's some car commercials out there. Carvana's huge. Uh that that's a huge a big sales. It's you know President's Day is coming up, so that's gonna be uh President's Day sale. Sale oh, was that was that was no, that was last month maybe. But uh there's always a goddamn sale going on sometime. But with the commercials though, you think about the getting under the bottom of the barrel, you know, there's money behind commercials and they always Say, hey, we got to get the word out. Remember when it first, I don't know if it was for Viagra, but they did the one where it's kind of a retro commercial, a guy in the 1950s and 60s, Bob. And he's playing uh, golf or something like this at the time. And you got wood. We talked about this like two years ago on the show. And they were just talking about, you know, how the wife's happy and all that stuff. And they're talking about him having an art on you able to erect a penis. And you got the, the the Big Hurt talking about it, and the commercials like that. Okay, I get it. Just people are more open. There's a lot of money in that. Uh, Pepto-Bismol. You know, for years you see all these things about, oh, um, plop, plop, aqua plus plop, plop, fizz, fizz, oh, what a relief it is. They talk about gas and all that stuff. And not go into detail what it covers. And same thing with Pepto-Bismol. They just use the code word, and I'm going to use air quotes. Uh, Upset stomach. Upset stomach. Well, that's um, now. Now they do the song. They do. They wrote a song that contained all the, and it's been for a couple of years. I guess four or five years, um, or whatever. Kind of like a conga line where they. Uh, Almost like the electric slide or or, uh, um, the Macarena. Yeah. Upset stomach diarrhea. And they just go right into diarrhea. And they'll play that. I mean, the people with their big screen television are eating. They could be eating anything. And then all of a sudden, they see commercial for yeast infection and diarrhea. And that is interesting. I mean... you. It's just unfettered, the the commercials and the things they used to. They used to have commercials. There used to be a lot of commercials for toilet paper. And now they got the one, one, you know, one company spends money on toilet paper. I mean, commercials for toilet paper. You don't hear that from Scott, let's say. Scott's paper towel doesn't, they don't do it. Brawny, though. Brawny advertises paper towels. Um, The... McDonald's, you see McDonald's sometimes. McDonald's puts it in big ad campaigns just to gin up the uh business. If it's running great, yeah, we're gonna throw some money. When when do they choose to spend money on advertisements? There's like a vodka company out there. I'm not gonna say its name, but it's the name of a one of the Jackson five. And it's not Michael or Jermaine. And they, I never see a commercial for that vodka, but I've seen it for Smirnoff. I've seen it for Goose, Belvedere. I've seen rum, Bacardi, but not everyone does it. You don't, you know. Sometimes you see Bud commercials, Bud Light commercials, and then you don't see a Bud Light commercial for the longest time. And it had, I think it's in response, maybe. Who knows? Why did he come up with those? Commercials and why, why they decide to, uh, yeah, Pepto Bismol. Like, there's not a lot of people out there who uh, know that Pepto Bismol works for diarrhea. So they decided, hey, we'll just write a song and talk about it. You know, I, I don't know the nuances of advertising stuff like that. And and then they drop the advertising for TV shows. They want to get pumped up, get this. Sh- uh, get the viewership pumped up so they can pump up the advertising for it. Uh, that's that's just... Um, I it's, I just don't get it sometimes why they do it. Why um, up commercials? There used to be a ketchup commercial all the time for Heinz. And Heinz is the number one ketchup. I was going to say condiment, but probably there's another one, you know. But then, a couple years back, other uh, I think Heinz came up with a mustard. And when they came up with a mustard, French's came up with a ketchup. And you always had Heinz. You had, always had Heinz ketchup, and you had Heinz ketchup. The big two. It's like Coke and Pepsi. 7-Up and Sprite. McDonald's, Burger King, right? Let's say, uh, let's pick someone. There's all different things. There's there's always like two alternatives of it. And then there's a third, like with Coca-Cola. Soda was so big, you had Coke, Pepsi, and Royal Crown. And then a bunch of knockoff things, right? And pizzas. Oh, pizzas, pizzas, right? I never understood the one that said... Made with the best ingredients and stuff like that. Just because they said that, because if it was the best ingredient, I think that pizza tastes like shit. The sauce was too sweet. It's like eating a candy pizza, and I didn't like. The, I didn't like the uh, crust. And I'm not a big uh, fan of the other one that's around. Of a, uh, I don't want to say the name of it. it's a name of a game. I'm not a big fan of that either. Maybe uh, the one that's named after uh, a diminutive Roman leader. That one was okay. And the place is called Pizza Residence, but another name for residence, a more modest residence, or a piece, let's call it Pizza Shed. You know, that was more a restaurant than eat. So it always seems like there's, there's like, there's the chicken places, but in that, you know, you got KFC. KFC, there's there was hardly any, you know, except in the South, you had Popeyes. And Chick-fil-A, but that's chicken sandwiches. They specialize in chicken sandwiches, so. at The nuances of it, you see uh, Pepsi and Coke go head-to-head, and people either like Pepsi or they like Coke. Same thing with vehicles, but... You know, in Lexus and, and cars, like the, the the Lexus, a December to remember. And it was a great commercial on Saturday Live right before Christmas where the dad, uh, the woman opens up a uh, a box and there's a key to a Lexus that's sitting in the um, driveway. And it turns out the guy hasn't worked for almost a year or like nine months and She goes, where'd you get the money to buy the car? We don't have any money. You're not working. And then the neighbor comes up and bugs him for the the money that he uh, borrowed from him. You know, shit like that. And the guy's drinking on the uh, parking lot and he's talking. uh, Oh, he's just talking a little shit. But that's something. That's some kind of um, upper class shit. When you're sitting around Christmas and you open up a box And there's a car, a car key, and it's sitting in the driveway. And who the fuck doesn't know that's a car in the driveway that's not, they haven't seen before? I mean, you got to have a pretty big ass driveway. If, as soon as my wife would get a cup of coffee, she would notice that there's a car in the driveway. I'd have to like park it across the street or something like that. But that's some upper class shit. And uh, I'm sure there's uh, black people that do it, and there's Latins that do it, stuff like, "Hey, I got your car." Well, whoopie fucking do, you know? Uh, yeah, I, it'd be nice. It would. It would be uh, really nice. But that, I guess they're really they're really suggesting. Uh, I guess the prices uh, they make so much profit from it, they could run that commercial during "It's a Wonderful Life," knowing that only maybe three or four people out of a hundred in the United States could actually entertain the possibility of getting a Lexus and leave it in the, in their driveway. But you see the guy with the fucking, um, the sealant company who get, you know gets in a boat with a screen door on the bottom. That's all over the fucking place. Now, 99% of the people in the United States, well, not the, the 4% I'm talking about buying it. But that's where most of the people, that's where their pocketbooks are. You see, 1999, you get a bunch of Flex Seal. Flex seal. There you go. Just sit around, you know, gluing shit together. It's either a Lexus or a roll of tape. that doesn't fucking even work. And it doesn't work on pools. They show this guy slapping on the side of a pool and shit like that. I mean, how disappointing have kids been when they have, uh, the dad goes, hey, you know, I know there's a leak in the pool and stuff like that, but again, I need some Flex Tape. And they take the Flex Tape and it doesn't even fucking work. So, ineffective commercials, right? In, in, well, ineffective commercials. Widely varying commercials. Between yeast infection stuff, uh, Flex Seal stuff, and Lexus you know, getting a lease on a Lexus. And you know you're watching a show that a lot of wealthy people watch when all you see is Volvo, uh, Lincoln Continental commercials and shit like that, and you go, wow. This is a show that has a demographic and that dem- I am not in that demographic. It's funny. You say, because if you're watching, what's the one? The beauty, little beauty queen, my, or six hundred pound life, six hundred pound life. That should be, my six hundred pound life should be like all Domino's, uh, commercial pizza commercials, Uber Eats, Uber Eat commercials, ah, uh, all that shit, or Walmart. When you see Walmart commercials, or Aldi's, or anything like that. You know it's going to be uh, what's the one with the little girl who was in it? Oh, it's uh, uh, just a, a trailer, trailer people, and uh, honey something, something babies. I I don't even know the or Kardashians. What the fuck, Kardashians? There's are watch, people watching shows where Kardashians are getting on their yachts and shit like that. But the commercials are all for like lead press on nails and shit like that. So a bunch of poor people watching wealthy people. There used to be a show in the 80s called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. That was just pathetic. Where you had this Australian, I think it was Australian, Robin Leach. Robin Leach, what an appropriate name, Leach. Doing, you know, we showing up these ostentatious motherfuckers with their big yachts and their mansions and stuff like that. The nouveau riche, the uh, bourgeoisie, I guess you'd call them, because old money, old money wouldn't go. I mean, unless you had one of the kids go, "Yeah, this is my Lamborghini. This is this. This is that." You know, but old money, they, they don't mess around with that shit. That's all new money. Um, I would like to see the one with Vladimir Putin because Vladimir Putin has that multi-billion-dollar mansion he built, and the guy that they just threw in jail in Russia, Navalny, their uh, the opposition. I guess Putin's running out of some of uh, his magic tricks convincing people. He's, you know, he's he he knows how to be an authoritarian. But they're still getting they're still getting YouTube, you know, there's no matter what they do, you know, you want to be a modern society, but you also want to be an oligarchy. Well, the problem is people have access to the internet and they're gonna have workarounds. You could try to ban content. China tries to do it, doesn't work in Hong Kong and all that stuff. And they're pretty advanced. They're Pretty, their security system's pretty advanced. If they can't control it, I know Russia's not going to be able to control And eventually, the people are going to get stuck. There's only so much bullshit people are going to put up with. They're going to listen to them say, Well, it's everyone else doing it to us. It's not, it's not that we're taking money from you. You know, we're, we're, we Russia's a very poor country. Very poor country. And they got uh, just some of the former, uh, when in the 1990s, the late. It was 89 and 90 where they uh, they had the democratic reform. And uh, they shit all over the, the original people that broke away. And they did it in Poland, too, where the um, the oligarchs come in and say, all those people are corrupt, but we're not corrupt because we're wealthy. We can't be corrupted. Well, they don't say why they were cor- The reason they're corrupt is a lot of times... They were members of the Communist Party. And when they uh, became pseudo-democratic, they gave all the um, concessions to high-level members of it. So like the gas company, oil companies in Russia and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of those older guys were all Communist Party officials or children of Communist Party officials. I mean, there's some entrepreneurs computer entrepreneurs are coming around, but they're, they're not there. But uh, I didn't know how we got to that way. We started talking about commercials, this, that. Um, man, it was a wide range of shit. But that's what bars are like. And speaking of bars, um, if you are in Key Largo, there is a great bar and restaurant called The Cat's Restaurant at Mile Marker 102 in Key Largo on the Oceanside. Open. Every day for lunch and dinner, uh, they from Monday to Friday, they have a happy hour from 3.30 to 6.30 with great deals on uh, drink prices and food prices, uh, you know, happy hour food prices. And they have specials every day. They have uh, different specials. They have a nice assortment of uh, seafood preparations and non-seafood preparations because you wouldn't believe how many fishermen here don't eat fish. And after eating mahi all the time. But mahi is delicious. Mahi is delicious. When I first came down here, uh, I would always get mahi and I'd have some eggs. And I'd pan sear some mahi and have that for breakfast instead of sausage. You know, just to be a little healthy after I was running or something like that. Um, But it's at mile marker 102. Uh, It's open every day of the week. And if you go there, please tell them that the Keys bartenders uh, sent you. And if you're lucky, maybe I'll be behind the bar. Tell me that you're there, and uh, uh, I will make note of it. We'll talk. Uh, also, if you like the show, please share it with your friends. Please leave a review for the show on whatever uh, podcasting app you listen to it on. Share it with your friends uh, or your acquaintances or your family members or your 90-day fiancés for any of my foreign listeners. uh, I will be if uh, you are looking for a an American spouse, uh, gladly do an introduction. I know we have listeners in uh, Hong Kong, India. uh, What's the other countries I've been seeing? I've seen Vietnam, Costa Rica. Some Mexico, Canada, I don't see a lot of Canes. Canadians. Canadians don't marry Americans so they can become U.S. citizens. Of course, Canadas you know what I mean? What's a great change? Unless they need to be in the United States, I don't know why, why you would. Maybe it's a thing about American football, right? I don't know. United Kingdom, not much difference there. Or even in Europe. But uh, if you would want an introduction, I can do some introductions for that. And as a notary, because I told you I'm a notary, in in Florida, I can conduct a ceremony. So I'll do that for, I'll do that gratis for you if you ever come down here. If I have any listeners that come down here, and you can demonstrate to me that you're a long-term listener. Right? When I say demonstrate. I mean, uh, yeah, don't come here to you know listen to the show. This guy said he's going to fucking marry you. If he, I mean, i am conduct the ceremony. I'm not going to marry you. That's a totally different proposition. Uh, I'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll be back again uh, probably tomorrow, most likely, if I'm lucky. Bye now.